Okay, so over the last couple of episodes, I've broadly been speaking about a lot of different things, but looking at things from a different perspective has been a component part of all of them, I think. And looking at things from a different perspective can be viewed from a <laughs> can be viewed from a different perspective. Framing is another way that I've I've spoken about the same thing. So looking at something from a different perspective is essentially a different way of framing something. And I spoke recently about this idea of trying to figure out where I'm going, what my next step is, like my immediate next step, as opposed to what my destination is. Because you could ask yourself, you know, where are you going in life? But that's very, it's very broad and all-encompassing. But if you can if you can define it a little bit better, you can split that question into two. You can split it into where do you want to end up? And you can split it into what's your next step? Or you can look at the opposite of, of where would you like to end up? And say, where would you not like to end up? And that I spoke about that in terms of being doubly motivated. I gave the analogy of, of the rat who was doubly motivated. He was practically starving, so he was 100% motivated to get food. But in another instance, he was being attacked by a cat for all he knew. He was getting the smell of a cat, so he was under threat. So he was 100% motivated to get the fuck out of there. But you can be doubly motivated. You can be essentially 150% motivated as opposed to 100% motivated. By being both afraid of the cat and wanting to get to food. And from a more religious viewpoint, to, to view that exact same phenomena from a religious viewpoint or a spiritual viewpoint, that's essentially having a heaven to strive for and a hell to avoid. I also mentioned the idea of the, the lorry driver needing nearsight and farsight. The idea being that he needs to be acutely aware of what's right in front of him so he doesn't plough into it. But he also needs to be acutely aware of what's, let's say, 500 metres ahead of him. Because especially if you're tipping along in a motorway, that 500 metres becomes 5 metres very quickly. So you simultaneously have to have all your attention right in front of you and all your attention a good bit further down the line. Now, yet another way of framing that exact same thing, and I'm stealing this from another one of my boyfriends, a guy called Pat McNamara. Shout out to Pat. Basic dude stuff on YouTube. Check him out. He frames it in terms of strategic thinking and tactical thinking. So as he defines it, strategical thinking is thinking long-term, but tactical thinking is thinking more short-term. So strategically, you might say, okay, I'll invade this town and then I'll invade that town before I invade this other town. So that's a, you know, that's a three or a six-month plan. But tactically is fuck, I'm under fire, how do I get out of this room? It's an, there's an immediacy to it. And on one hand, there's, a, there's an arbitrariness to all of this because you, you're just essentially rewording the same thing. But I would argue that you may only, quote-unquote only, you may only be rewording it. But there's, there's savage utility in that. Because the labels that we give things or the, the language that we use to describe things they, they define us to a certain degree. So if you were to look at your own life there at the minute, nobody can change what's happened up until this point. 
there's no magic or mysticism involved here. What's happened to you from the day you were born to the to this moment that you're listening to me right now? There's an objectiveness to that. What's happened to you has happened to you. But the label that you put on yourself is all important. Because there's a massive difference between you thinking that you're a fucking hero and you thinking that you're a fucking loser. Now, your history might be the same. It doesn't matter. But it's, it's how you view yourself. It's how you've framed you and your entirety and your history. And that's looking back. If you want to look forward, if you think that you're really onto something and you're going someplace and you're going to be a hero, there's a massive difference between that and looking forward and kind of going, oh, fucking, why do I bother? I'm such a fucking loser. Things are just going to get worse. Because your thoughts create, you, you create your own reality to a large degree outside of objective facts. So the stories that we tell each other are of the utmost importance. How we frame things is of the utmost importance. The labels that we give ourselves and the things around us are of the utmost importance. And what all of this has me thinking now is an expression that I've rhymed off endlessly on these, on these episodes. And that's whether or not you think you can or can't do something, you're right. If you think that you can run a marathon, if you think running a marathon is in your future, if you think you can do it, well, then at least there's half a chance of that happening. But if you think you can't do it, and if you don't think that's in your future, well, it's not in your future. Because you're never going to do something that you don't think you can do. Now, granted, maybe somebody can fucking drag you across the finish line of whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. But increasingly these days, and it's, I think more so the older you get, the less of that you're going to have. So when you're a kid, your parents will drag you through piano lessons, whether you like it or not. And before you know it, you've done five years and you're actually quite accomplished at playing the piano. And the same can be said for football or hurling or dancing or fucking horse riding or whatever the hell it is that you're making your kids do. You can impose a certain structure on your kids' lives. And you can do that when they're very small to when they're you know toddlers, kids, big kids, teenagers and even young adults. But the point that I'm striving to get across here is as you age, as you progress through your life, you get less and less and less encouragement from both your parents and the people around you because you're not deemed to, to need it as much. You know, if there's, there's, almost, there's a really fucking poisonous and toxic element to our culture whereby, oh, if you were going to fucking be anything, you'd have been it by now. And I say fuck that noise because... Like, I'm 38, and I'll never forget, it was when I had past guests in front of the show, Oshin Farion. Now, myself and Oshin are as near as makes no difference the same age. He might be a year older than me. But, like, when you're fucking 38 and 39, that's practically interchangeable. But he referred to himself on the podcast as middle-aged. And I remember thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, middle-aged? Like, I'm so far removed from thinking that I'm middle-aged, it's, it's hard for me to articulate now, there are people listening to this going, oh, Faro, the numbers don't fucking lie, you're middle-aged, pal. And But again, I say fuck that noise, because I certainly don't feel middle-aged. I certainly don't feel like I've half my fucking life behind me. I personally, I can't wait to turn 40 to a degree. I reckon, the, I reckon my 40s will be my decade. And this isn't just fucking wishful thinking either, because... 
a 38-year-old 50 years ago was probably middle-aged. But a 38-year-old these days, you're practically in your fucking prime. Depending on how you've fucking fed your body between nutrition and education and workouts. And what that has me thinking about is, I was... I'm always talking about this idea of the mind-body-soul thing, and only recently I mentioned it in a different... I framed it differently. I tried to look at the same thing from a different perspective, and I viewed it from, from health, and I was saying emotional health, mental health, and physical health. But what I'm, what I'm starting to think of now, literally what's coming out of the wash in this episode, is instead of viewing it from a health perspective, so mental health, physical health, and emotional health, what if I looked at it from almost a, almost a dietary perspective? And what I mean by that is like what you fed your mind, what you fed your body and what you fed your spirit. And to start off with, with using the body, if you fueled your physical body with, you know, healthy fats and healthy sugars and plenty of protein and plenty of water and all the rest of it. If you've been looking after your micros and your macros and you haven't been overindulging and you've been eating clean to a degree and you've kept, you've kept the amount of bottles of wine and the amount of cans of beer that you fucking swill down your neck on any given occasion if you've limited that to a degree i'm not saying i'm not saying for a second that you have cut all that out of your your life i don't mean that in the least it's important to kind of let go and let the guard down and to just fully fucking relax with the help of drugs or otherwise it's important to give yourself a bit of a fucking break it's important to have time off it's important to spoil yourself every so often but if you consume healthy food say and now you look at consuming healthy material for your mind and healthy material for your soul there's a there's an analogy there that I can't quite put my finger on but I think you might, you'll, you'll probably get it you'll get the sentiment and what's coming to mind now at the minute is what would be bad for the mind as far as I'm concerned the the equivalent of junk food for your brain will be the news. That's the first thing that springs to mind. Anything that an industry has created to squeeze profit out of, anything that's essentially soulless, anything that's been bastardized, anything that's a, that's a perversion on the real thing, all of that kind of stuff is mentally toxic. Social media is another perfect example. For the most part, it's not all bad. I view social media like a hammer. Is a hammer good or bad? Well, if you build a house with it, it's good. And if you smack some cunt across the face with it, not so much. And social media is the exact same. Just to give you an insight into how I use social media. So I have I have Instagram, I have Twitter, I have LinkedIn, and I have Facebook. And if you round it up, all the people I follow on those platforms to its nearest whole number, it's still zero. I don't follow anybody on Facebook, anybody on Instagram, anybody on LinkedIn, or anybody on Twitter. Not one. But I'm on the platforms. So if I, on Facebook, for example, if I want to see what, I don't know, Graham Mackin is up to, I can just search Graham Mackin and his feed will come up and I can learn all about what he's doing and where he's going. And I think he's heading off to America, the mad bastard, to cycle across half the world again by himself this time. Sure, why not? Instagram is the same. You go to my Instagram page and it's just all my posts. I, ha- I have to go in and actively search for stuff if I want to find it. LinkedIn is the same. When you go onto my LinkedIn newsfeed or homepage or whatever it's called, it's literally back-to-back ads. Because there's no posts from anyone that I follow because I'm not following anyone. Now, like Facebook, I'm still connected to all these people. 
I'm connected to something like two and a half thousand people on LinkedIn. And whenever I want, I can look up these people and I can send them a message. But I'm in control of these platforms. These platforms aren't in control of me. I don't go onto these platforms and doom scroll until fucking half the day is gone. Because there's nothing to doom scroll. And I'm not claiming for a second to have never done that. I did it and I did it for fucking years. But I kind of copped onto myself. I appreciated the the toxicity of it. I appreciated the negative effect it was having on me. I appreciated that I appreciated how it was using me as opposed to how I should be using it or utilizing it. So that's the body and the mind and the soul is the same. There are certain things that we consume that are either soulful or soulless. Porn is one thing that's just springing to mind. That's particularly soulless. That's, that, I would argue, is, is, is bad for you. And I would argue that for the most part, for the overwhelming part, organised religions, institutional religion, hierarchical religion, corporate religion, that's bad for you too because it's a perversion of the real thing. When you're being told how to act and what to do and what to think, that's a perversion on the real thing. Because the real thing, like religion as far as I'm concerned, is an internal thing. It's not something that, be, that can be bestowed on you in any way. You have to make your own mind up, essentially. Because if you're just going with what somebody is di- dictating to you, then you're, 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 you're sacrificing a, 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 that divine part in you. You're giving other people control over you. And fuck all that noise. And just getting back to the whole idea of, you know, this idea of being middle-aged. You're as young as you fucking want to be to a large degree. Like, if you fully convince yourself that you're middle-aged or you're past it or whatever term you want to put on it, it's like what I was saying earlier. Whether or not you think you can or can't do something, you're right. If you've, if you've decided that you're middle-aged or that you're past it, then you're probably right. But you've made that decision and you have to take ownership of that decision. Exactly the same way that you can take ownership of the decision to not really haven't fucking started in life yet, which is my own personal viewpoint of what I've done on this fucking planet and what I intend to do on this planet. Like, I've said it before and I'll say it again. As far as I'm concerned, I haven't got fucking started. I haven't began to scratch the surface of the tip of the iceberg. And on that note, I'll chat you tomorrow.